Jen Mo, and welcome to Nurse Connect. I am an RN and a board-certified nurse coach. I believe that connecting with others is essential to living a happy and fulfilled life, and that sharing our stories not only helps us heal ourselves, but also helps others by inspiring hope and optimism. I'm so grateful to share stories of these incredible nurses on their journey, and I encourage you to find a way to share yours too. Thanks for listening in. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Jen Mall with Nurse Connect Podcast, and I've got Kate here with me today. Kate. Hi. Would you mind getting us started with sharing a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yeah. So my name's Kate. I have been a registered nurse for a little over 22 years. So I think I, I yeah, I was 22 when I became an RN. So That's I'm 40 awesome. now. Yeah. So, um, I currently work in psychiatric nursing, but it took me a little bit of a detour in my nursing career to get there. If you would have asked me in the beginning, if I would end up being a psych nurse, the answer would have been like a resounding, you know, yeah. hell no. <laughs> um, I started out in ICU step down. I did that for like seven years. I, I've done a variety of different mm-hmm. jobs as nurses do. Yeah. But at about, let's see, 15, 16 years in, the culmination of burnout, you know, personal issues, perfectionism, all the things, trauma, Mm -hmm. right? Like all the things that we go through. I had been drinking so heavily Mm. that um, I got a DUI in 2014. Mm -hmm. And then by 2017, I was just... I was a wreck. So long story short, and if you want the full story, you can certainly Google me because it's all there. Wow. I ended up um, being reported from a home health nursing job to the state board of nursing because I had tried to tamper with a drug screen. Mm. I didn't want to be caught with marijuana. And so I spent five years in a monitoring program. And during that time, I of course got sober. So I've been sober a little, well, five and a half years. years. Congratulations. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, during that, of course, you know, through my lived experience, I was excited to shift that focus in nursing. So I got into psychiatric nursing and I threw myself all into learning things about mental health Mm -hmm. and addiction and through that process, you know, learning about myself. And I, I actually got board certified as a a certified addiction RN. So I got my corn or however you want to call it. And then I also got board certified in psychiatric mental health nursing. And, um, I went, you know, I rose up the ranks and as a nurse leader and director of nursing and I currently am a regional manager. Uh, I manage a pool of nurses for throughout Washington. However, you know, either way, it's been a journey, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm happy to be here because I am happy to talk about it. And that sounds weird, but that's absolutely how I am. I'm I'm really open about it. Yeah. Incredible. And, and thank you for being so open about it. I, we connected on social media and just your story was so compelling to me because I think, you know, we've chatted about this, that 
this, these, these are topics that we don't typically talk about in nursing because there's a lot of shame around it, a lot of blame and guilt and all the, the things that we just want to pretend don't exist. And, um, I think you're really shining a light on this, um, this major issue that I know you're not the only one that struggled through this. Um, so thank you for just being so open about it. And I know you're really going to help a lot of people with this. Well, part of the reason that I am so open about it, it's two two parts. One, I have to be completely honest that I had no choice but to be open about it. You know, and this is discoverable information because mm-hmm. I am a public servant. I'm a nurse. I have a license. So in when you go into these monitoring programs, um, in order to protect the public, they they you know, put all this information out there as verbal information. It's on your nursing license. Anyone can Google it and find out what, you know, the, what you've done and what your past is. So I didn't have any anonymity from Mm -hmm. the, right. I didn't have that as an option. And also a huge reason why it took me so incredible, incredibly long to get help and to face my drinking mm-hmm. was because I was afraid of what other healthcare providers would think. I was afraid of what my nurse friends would think. Yeah. And I knew that they knew bits and pieces, but they didn't know really truly sure. what it was. So when, when I, to, today, when I speak about it publicly and when I open up to anyone who asks. And when I share about it on social media, it's two parts. One, I had no choice. And two, I do not want anyone else to go through what I went through where they just felt so alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's so hard. What would be kind of be your, I don't know about if advice is the right word, but suggestions on kind of where, if if you feel like you're struggling and you're not quite sure what to do, do you have any suggestions on kind of where to start? Yeah, I do. Actually, I could, I could throw out some resources right now. Um, I know as a nurse, I did not want to go into an AA meeting. I was deathly afraid of showing my face in public Mm -hmm. and walking into those rooms and, and talking with other people and admitting. Mm -hmm. But I will say there is an amazing thing that happens when you, when you get the courage up to do that. And even if you run into someone that, you know, they're there for a reason too. Right. Right. So, you know, (laughs) probably not going to say anything. anything. No. And it's incredibly powerful. So um, AA and NA are always options. Mm-hmm. They're free. They're mm-hmm. worldwide and mm-hmm. tons and tons of meetings. You really got to get over yourself in order yeah. to walk into those rooms, but it's an amazing experience. And, and I did that in the beginning. And then as the pandemic hit, I found some online resources mm-hmm. that I will forever be involved in because they changed everything for me. They spoke they spoke to my needs and wants re- in, through recovery mm-hmm. and I will always be a part of these um, collectives now. And one of them is the sober mom squad. And that's an online group for moms. You can be a mom of any kind. I'm a stepmom. I'm not a biological mom. And there are several meetings a day, seven mm-hmm. days a week. And it's 
you know, all female and mm -hmm. so that's a paid meeting, but the, the, the fee is very small. Yeah. Um, and then I also joined a group called the luckiest club and mm. that is co-ed and they do a really nice job with inclusivity and they have different groups for LGBTQ and people of color and, you know, just various, um, marginalized groups they yeah. they will section off but the luckiest club has meetings again all day long seven days a week the facilitators are amazing it is a paid uh membership but it's very it's a very small fee mm -hmm. and you have the privacy of going to these meetings from your own home and no one That's has great. to you you can share no one has to know about you yeah. but you build a community and you, you hear yourself speak and it, those types of things were game changers. And I really believe there's a lot more of those out there now yeah. since the pandemic, right? We yeah. Over been a positive of that. Yeah. Yeah. So there are resources, but unfortunately a lot of nurses, you know, we get to a place where it gets so bad and we, our options are that we get reported to the state board of nursing. Mm -hmm. We report ourselves or, you know, we get so, we get so far down that path that we get in trouble. We yeah. get something permanent on our license. And I really try to advocate for people getting some kind of support sooner than later, you know, and because I, I just don't want to see people go through what I've gone through. Yeah. I will never I will probably never have, you know, those red letters wiped off my, my license mm -hmm. that will always yeah. stay. Yes. But despite that, you've still been able to have a very successful nursing career. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And, and part of that was going into, um, psychiatric mental health nursing. Mm -hmm. It's my first job back being very honest and forthright about my story, mm -hmm. being open and fully owning it. Like mm -hmm. this is what you're going to find when you go to look up my RN license. And I I'll tell you about this story and I'm sober now. And this is what I'm doing to, to remedy it really, truly <laughs> employers, like hiring a nurse in a monitoring program is like your safest bet ever. I know <laughs> you think it, but the, I mean, as in this monitoring program, I was randomly UA'd twice a month for five years. Wow. Yeah. Five years. Oh because my that gosh. Is, that is the point that, um, you know, in terms of alcohol use disorder, the five-year mark is the point where they have sort of determined that you are, you know, your, your risk of relapsing is a lot yeah. reduced. So you're basically like in remission from your mm -hmm. alcohol use So with those random UAs, you cannot have a poppy seed muffin. You cannot take too much Benadryl. Oh, no, no Benadryl. No Benadryl. No Benadryl? How does Benadryl I mean, impact that? Well, I mean, it's mood or mind altering people. Oh my goodness. So what if you had an allergic reaction? Like <laughs> literally. <laughs> you have to roll the dice. No. Oh my goodness. Wow. I mean, it's really, really monitored. And mm -hmm. so you are subjected to these random UAs. And that is to prove to the public that you can be safe, right? Sure. So you can continue working. And once you wrap your head around that, you stop being so angry at the damn yeah. problem. And so really employers are, that's your safest bet. Mm. 
and, and, you know, and what I find is that people in recovery are, you know, we have a saying, we're, we're going to give you a dime for your nickel because we've sort of got some, some lost time to make up for, right. Something to prove. And, uh, and, and so, yeah, I mean, throughout that journey, I just, I really learned to own the story because I had no choice. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it really, to me, because I waited so long to get help, it had to happen. Mm -hmm. It happened. Wow. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Tell me a little bit more about the monitoring program. So you are UA tested up to twice a month for five years. Did they require you to go to AA or NA meetings and or group like meetings with other nurses or anything in addition like that? Yeah, you are required for the first couple years to, well, you got to go to treatment. You have to okay. go through the treatment program. Okay. Outpatient or inpatient. And you have to show proof that you graduated that program. Okay. And then you, you are required to go to meetings, three meetings a week for, um, you know, I think the first three years mm-hmm. and it's different from state to state. Okay. I'm in Washington state. So the program is a little different. I've got I've it. Nurses at, you know, through different states and their requirements were a little different. Okay. But yeah, you are required to go to recovery meetings and, um, that goes on for a while. And you also are required to show up to a peer support group with other nurses that are in Mm. the um, program. And and that's really helpful as well, because you you get to talk to other nurses who are going Mm -hmm. through it right there with you. Mm -hmm. You know, when I entered that peer support group, I expected to see, I don't know, maybe some younger nurses, newer nurses, maybe people that didn't take it that seriously. Yeah. And what I came, what I came to know was that it was nurses who'd been nurses for a really long time. And a common Mm. theme we had was burnout. A common theme we had was past traumas and uh, trying to kind of self-medicate and fear and shame and fear of stigma, Mm -hmm. all of that. We had all of that in common. And so it was eye-opening for me. Mm-hmm. You know, to meet those other nurses who I, I would hire them in a heartbeat. I have so much respect. If you can come back from that, to me, you are a complete rock star. That's incredible. Yeah. incredible. So in hindsight, if you could rewind the tape many years ago now, and you, and you mentioned some of these similar factors that you noticed kind of trending amongst the nurses you're with what would be your, like, what would be your do-over? If anything, like, would, would you do something different? Like if you started to realize like, Hey, I'm really struggling. I'm feeling pretty burned out in my career. Like I I'm having a hard time with this. Do you think early on you would have changed to do a different intervention? I really don't. Mm. I wish that I could say, yeah, you know, at some point that I, that I, I could have, turn back. I mean, I, I just really don't. I, I, part of it was becoming a nurse so young Mm. right into, um, acute care into an ICU step down setting. You know, we ran the codes for the whole tower. Mm. I charge nurse, I work nights, you know, I being so young and going through those, 
sort of formative years, it's like I learned how to be an adult and a nurse at the same time. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't see it going any other way for me. Yeah. I'm so stubborn too, that I, it took me like a slap in the face Yeah. to, to get here. And, but the nurse I am on the other side of it is worth it to me. Yeah. Because Gosh, I, I can't even begin to explain how much different I am. Beautiful. I mean, with, with the human to human connection. Yes. No, yes. That's incredible. Yeah. And uh, we yeah. don't, we, there's a reason why we can't go back and do things differently. Right. Everything happens. Even sometimes the really ridiculously hard things, like things happen on your journey for a reason. Um, and, and, I see you making such an impact um, with others because of everything you went through. That's yeah, amazing. and I, you know, we met because I was interested in in becoming a nurse coach, and I reached out to you, and I am enrolled in that program now. And even to think, you know, back then, I was one of those like I, adrenaline junkie nurses. You know, mm-hmm. I was no nonsense. I was cynical. I prided myself on how fast I could get across the floor and do this <laughs> multitasking. Yeah. I think that I would really want to dive deep with people and talk to people one-on-one and coach people. That would have never been me back then. And it took this for me to kind of see really what I mean, this is corny, but it's like, this is what I'm made of. And this is what I made for. And I, I, it took all of that, you know, it, I, I hate it. I hate that it was this brutal, but it. Mm. that's just, it is, it. it is, you know, I love it. That felt really good. It, it, and that resonated with me, um, difficult childhood, alcoholic dad, um, and, and having a lot of anger and resentment, um, for that, that, that happened to me. And over the last year, I've really been able to embrace that. It's like, well, I wouldn't be the person I am without that. And yeah. so actually it's a gift. It's a gift that I was able to develop those skills and the compassion and the empathy and the caring and the loving, like all of that came yeah. from having difficulties and um, to finally, to get to that place is, is pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, the place that I would most like to help other nurses avoid is the complete mental anguish that you go through Mm. when you get reported and when everyone finds out and when you get fired from your job, Mm. you go through financial difficulties, that, that place of despair is where I would like to, you know, maybe prevent other nurses from going to, mm-hmm. because the pit of despair that I was in when this happened to me, I just didn't think I could come back from it. Mm-hmm. I really, I thought no one would hire me. I thought everyone hated me. I was, I mean, to be honest with you, I was suicidal. Mm-hmm. That's how far in I felt like I was in too deep to ever, ever come back from this mess. Like, it had gone too far. I just, I ruined it all. I ruined everything. Yeah. Wow. And I don't want to see other nurses get to that point, mm-hmm. you know, cause that's really scary. I went through mm-hmm. some really scary times. I bet. And so, you know, 
I, I do believe the journey is a gift, but not to the point where you're ready to mm. take your own life. And right. it's very scary that this, the fear that's evoked in you when your livelihood and your, you know, I had been a nurse for 17 years by the time this happened. Yeah. Wow. And so it just, yeah, it rocked my world. And yeah, I, every I single element of your life. Oh spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, everything is impacted. Wow. Yeah. The only job I could get was working at Macy's making minimum wage. Oh, wow. Selling bras. Wow. And you better believe that every doctor and nurse I had ever worked with at the local hospital. Oh my gosh. Underwear. Of course. Saw me there. Like, confused yeah I'm just playing off like you know this is something I've always wanted to do (laughs) oh my gosh yeah that's uh that's part of my story too so wow yeah and so what else helped you on your journey so obviously support groups you know that that is key um and and getting back into the profession did you ha- did you find that your family was supportive did they kind of go along with you on the journey and help you out i can only imagine how difficult that was they did they did my mom is a retired nurse myself oh amazing my stepdad's a retired physician so with that there was like the added shame Sure. But my husband was really supportive and, you know, my family really did rally around me about good. One thing that was a game changer for me was going to a psychiatric nurse practitioner who just said the very simple words of, you can do this. I, I believe in you. This is, we can handle this together. I'll, I'll give you the name of an attorney I know and, and, and you're going to get sober and you're going to, this, you got this. Like someone just telling me, you got this right together. Like someone like totally believing me in another nurse, someone that I looked up to, you know, a a, a PhD in, in nursing, you know, she was, she had a successful psychiatry practice. Of course I was mandated to go see her. Yeah. But she was great. So it was worth it. (laughs) She was great. And you know, that to me is a God shot, you know, I, that's my faith and, so yeah, someone saying, no, I can, I can see a path through this for you and we're, and I'll be the right there with you. And we're just going to, we're going to walk through it together. And that gave me hope that I, I, cause I really honestly, well, I had never known anyone to go through what I had gone through. No, none of my friends, nobody, mm-hmm. I didn't really even know that this thing existed. You know, I was pretty shielded to the, I don't really even know of anybody that struggled up yeah. until now and that you know that I'm sober and so I I didn't think there was a way out until someone just said yes there is yeah you got this and um so just breadcrumbs right following yeah. the breadcrumbs one thing okay I can do this then I'll do this then I'll write this letter to the commission then I'll then I'll do this then I'll you know, just one thing, you know, and pretty soon it was one day into the next. And I was able to just go through the steps and to get myself into the support groups. And that's, that's how it, you know, one book, one podcast at a time, that kind of thing. Awesome. That is great. I love it. And that is a um, nurse coaching 
that is a huge yeah. part of what we do, right? And I think I think that's why you've been drawn to this is that, you know, we help give people that light in their dark time. And we're not there to, you know, make them feel bad or tell them what to do, but to walk beside, yeah. like walk beside them and help hold that light on their journey and help them figure out what that next step is. And a little by little, you make it through and having that, um, you know, that, that compassion for them, but also that give them a little, little push, like you got this, yep. get going. Um, that's, that's what I just love about this uh, specialty in nursing. And, and um, I'm super excited that you are on this journey too. Yeah. Thank you. I was ready to give up until she said, no, we're not, we're not giving up. That's not an, op- I, I was ready to surrender my mm. license, to the nursing commission. Wow. I was like, I don't want to be a nurse anymore at the age of 38 for, you know, <sighs> I'll just sell bras at Macy's forever. Yeah. Nothing against Macy's, but yeah, yeah. It's tough. But there was a but there's a higher purpose for you um on this on this journey. And and then like you said, a little a little God wink, a little like a little she was put on your path for a reason to to help get you to that next phase. For sure. Yeah. I mean amazing. Yeah. Very fun. Well, I'm thinking um, we've got a few more minutes. So what else would you like to share with, um, and this is primarily an audience of nurses. Uh, we definitely get non-nurses listening too, but what else would you like to make sure they walk away with today? Yeah, I would say, hmm, for me, recovering out loud looks like just you know, public speaking, social media, just being really loud. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I've found that really helps other people is to find someone they can trust to talk Mm -hmm. to about it. And, And that also is recovering out loud. Because a huge component of all of this is the loneliness. Mm. You know, they say that, you know, that the opposite of addiction is connection. And Mm -hmm a huge piece of this is feeling completely alienated and alone. And so if you can find even one person to talk to, and then from there, like I said, follow the breadcrumbs and and into a community, we are fortunate for what, for for better or for worse, social media is full of support. If you're on Instagram and you can hashtag addiction, recovery, addiction, Mm -hmm. support, recovery, community, it's there. And that is something I would have never thought to look at um, when I was afraid to go into an AA. Sure. And so to me, it's it's the the number one thing I think that will save you is, is community and finding someone you can trust to talk to, to, to stop that loneliness and that cycle of where you get in your head when you're alone and you're ruminating on all the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. And I think a huge part of what I wanted to do this today with you, especially is like kind of taking away a little bit of that stigma um, of of being, I mean, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to reach out to somebody like let, let us help you and be in your community. And um, so just really appreciate you, you know, just being so open about it and your journey and, and a a resource. Um, I think it's definitely going to connect with those who need it. Thank you. Yeah. I, I'll, you know, as a nurse, me and all my nurse friends drank together. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we worked night shift. We had bloody Mary's when shift mm-hmm. was at eight in the morning, we went out on the weekends and drank together. 
but when I sort of started to cross that arbitrary line in the sand where my problem became bigger than, mm. than their habitual drinking, a lot of people alienated me and left me yeah. behind. And, and I, I hate that as nurses, we seem to do that to each other. Mm -hmm. So if it is the last thing I, I do, I will, you know, speak out to, to stop that part of it. Um, you know, it, it can be corny to say nurses, inspiring nurses or nurses unite, but honestly, the fear of what other people would think and the stigma and the shame almost killed me. And oh I, I just cannot express enough how much I, I'll do whatever it takes to make sure someone else doesn't go through that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a little teary eyed. <laughs> I think it's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for letting me come here and stand on my soapbox and go on and on and on because I can literally talk about this. <laughs> I love it. Thank you I for watching it. the time because that is, I <laughs> talk forever. Awesome. Well, okay. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you being on and we will catch everybody soon. Thank you. Thank you.